Hi, I'm Bonnie Rich, and welcome to Life is Rich, the podcast. In season one that we're calling God, God Mom, Really? I take my daughters Leah and Rebecca on a 40-day Jewish journey. Last episode, we got nostalgic about Jewish summer camp, talked about the power of Shira or song, and the troubling theme of God smiting children in the Passover story. In this episode, we'll talk more about Shira, get input from Rabbi Shira, and get a little dark. As part of last week's exercises, I sent the girls a Spotify playlist of my favorite version of my favorite Jewish morning prayer, Modeh Ani. You're supposed to say the prayer Modeh Ani when you first wake up in the morning. There are a lot of translations, but I'm going with, I give thanks to the living God for faithfully returning my soul to me. When I sing it, I add, I woke up this morning and everything worked. Basically. And now feedback from the girls. First, Rebecca. Tell me what, what, how did you interact with the exercises this week? Uh, I listened to the David Paskin Modani, then it got stuck in my head for days. Um, and then I listened to the other Modanis that you had on there. I mean, I sang along a little bit. I just kind of like listened to it. Well, you and I talked about this. You're into Jewish mingling, and I'm really happy that you do that. You uh, you went to the Jewish mingling events over Passover. You've gone to Simchat Torah with uh, Rachel's family and also Purim. So how do you feel about being part of this 40-day spiritual practice? So I feel like I've been doing the bare minimum, but like uh, it's more than I would have ever done before. I don't read or listen to everything, but at least I'm like doing some of it and I have an opinion about it as opposed to not even trying at all. Because I mean, I don't feel like I need a spiritual connection as Leah does. So like our journeys are very different, which I think is totally fine. I do feel kind of like, oh, I'm doing the bare minimum, but I don't, but like I, you guys didn't expect that I would be on your level necessarily, maybe. Well, there's not a level that you need to be on. Like there's not a right or wrong way to do this. I think what you just said is exactly something that brings me great joy. I mean, I don't want to overreact in saying, but it does. It brings me a lot of joy to hear that you're even trying this, that any of us are even trying this. Think think about several years ago, we we didn't even, I didn't even know Moda Ani was a prayer or what it meant or anything or that I could get any sort of um, uplifting feeling in the morning by singing it. Did ever singing along raise your spirits or were you just sort of doing it to do it to, to because you were assigned it? I, I don't know. I listened to it like after I got off work. So like I would do some leg stretches because like I would be like, oh, okay, let me listen to this while I'm stretching my legs. I don't know. I mean, maybe a little bit because I'm like, it's, you know, if you do like morning stretches in the morning and you want to listen to Modani in the morning because you're like saying thank you for like 
letting me be here today. I mean, I don't know. I guess it kind of like goes hand in hand. It's like I'm stretching and then I stand up and I feel like stretched and I listen to Modani. I don't know. It was just. This is the best. Rebecca is seeing how prayer can touch real life. And that in turn makes me happy, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I obviously have FOMO, so like I wanted to be a part of this, even if I wasn't like 100% in, if I'm only like 15%. But at least I, because like, yeah, I didn't want to like not be a part of it and have like everybody be like, oh, this podcast that you're doing. And I'm like, I don't know. Oh, we're doing a podcast? Yeah, okay. Here I am. I'm part of this too. I mean, like I'm trying. We're, we're all just in it together, enjoying an activity that is getting us talking about something we normally wouldn't be talking about. In that respect, I think we're all putting in the same amount. It's the amount that we can put in. Yeah, I mean, like, I do feel like maybe I would have been judged by not doing enough, but I guess it's, it's just like it goes back to the whole meeting where they are. So you give this to me and then I meet where I am by going at my own pace because I'm going to go at my own pace. Next, I talked to Leah over video chat. After the Passover question about the 10th plague, I sent you an article from Moment Magazine. Okay, let's talk about that. I sent her an article with the title, should Jews at the Seder as God to smite our enemies? I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Rabbis from 10 different branches of Judaism give their opinions. You may ask, there are 10 branches of Judaism. Yes, at least. In this article, there's humanist, independent, renewal, reconstructionist, reform, conservative, modern Orthodox, Orthodox, Chabad, and Sephardic. So tell me about the article I sent you from Moment Magazine. Um, so I actually think that you sending me that article was so far the best part of this practice because... Shout out to Moment Magazine. <laughs> so when I started questioning why God would kill children, you sent me this article that broke down all these different interpretations of the Passover story. And I read every single one and I connected to some and I didn't quite connect to others. And I had this moment where I realized, oh my gosh, wait, I can be Jewish and not have this, this one singular idea of what God is. Like there are different interpretations. And it was just like this eye-opening experience that, okay, I need to find a community that accepts my beliefs on a higher being. And maybe the way I was raised was just one idea that I just never connected with. And maybe it's just needing to reconnect as an adult from an adult perspective. Yeah, I would totally say so. Okay, let, let me see if you th agree with this. I feel like almost the exercises themselves are less important than the conversation around them or just an awareness. Totally. I actually really feel like the exercises have been this jumping off point to having these really deep uh, thoughts personally and then these like thoughtful conversations. What? 
<laughs> oh, I've just, there's like this, um, I wish daddy was here because there's an old SNL skit, I think from the, the 70s. It's like deep thoughts, oh. like somebody handies deep thoughts. I'll have to send it to you. Like you're not allowed to a- mock the way I'm thinking. If this is what you want, you can't mock me. <laughs> I'm, I'm too woo woo for you now. That can't be a thing. That can't be a thing. I'm not making fun of you. I just think if we want to make this a listenable experience, we have to keep a sense of humor. All I gotta say, we went to yoga camp. You were so woo-woo for like a year and a half, two years. And it was like so intense. To Like I was like, I don't know what spirituality is at all compared to this woman. <laughs> I'm not at your level that you were two years ago. I'm not there. <laughs> Leah speaks the truth. After our yoga teacher training in Costa Rica, I freely talked about the merits of yoga, slowing down, and how we all vibrate as one big organism. I tried my best to fit yoga camp into our film, Life is Rich, but in the end, it was cut to 18 seconds. But now I'm releasing the deleted scene, Imperfect Yogi. It's funny, it's four minutes. Check out the link in our show notes or go to our episode four webpage at lifeisrichfilm.com. Back to my chat with Leah. Wait a minute, what was the revelation? Because we didn't record that call. What was the revelation on you realized how you wanted to feel? Was it doing Model Ani or do you remember what it was? There was something that hit you and you're like, wait a minute, this is how I want to feel. So in the article you sent me, one of the groups had, is groups the right word? I mean, one of the groups had talked about how the stories, like the story of Passover, it's all symbols of values. And this is what I connected with, that it's what values do you want to see in the world? Kind of like what values inside you do you want to see in the world? And that's what your purpose is, is to share those values and you're trying to get rid of the bad values. So that was my point. That was my like aha moment of I want joy. I want joy in the world. I want everyone to feel it. I want kindness and love. So that was my aha moment to like be able to connect with that story on these aren't people. It's not actually a person who puts his stick down and the ocean opens up. Um, but that it's actually values. So I encourage you to take a look at the article. You can find it in the show notes or go to our website, lifeisrichfilm.com. You'll see we have the exercises for each week on the webpage for each podcast episode. I want to end today with two pieces of rabbi wisdom. The first is a clip that I couldn't fit into our film where I ask Rabbi Shira Stutman what she thinks of me looking at the Torah as a self-help book. I think the Torah is the ultimate self-help book. However, it's, I would argue that it's the Torah as understood as one part of a larger Jewish tradition, right? So for instance, 
um, my daughter's bat mitzvah is in two weeks and her Torah portion has some really theologically complicated passages. One where God says, if you're good, I will reward you. And if you're bad, I will punish you. And the punishments are quite terrible. It's all laid out right there in the portion. Her portion talks about if you're giving a donation to the tabernacle, um, the amount that a woman gives is much lower than the amount that a man gives, right? So these are 21st century values that just don't resonate with us. So the idea of the Torah as a self-help book, when we read these passages, it can just feel like the opposite of a self-help. It could be, feel like a shame-filled book, right? This idea of when you're bad, you're going to get punished. But when you look at Judaism as not just the Torah itself, but instead as the Torah as a foundation for this entire amazing palace that has been built over thousands of years, and we really do start to see it revealed as a, um, as a multiplicity of paths through which we can learn about ourselves and learn about how we can truly be the people that we know we can be. So Torah as the jumping off point for studying all of the commentators who have written about Torah over thousands of years. Torah as the jumping off point reading with the text, meaning I agree with it, and reading against the text, meaning when the Torah says that a person with disabilities cannot be sent to the priesthood, are those the values that I hold today? And if not, why not, right? So it can't just, we can't read Torah the way we would read Brene Brown, right? Like this idea that it's a text that we read on its own and we agree with every line or we don't as the case may be, and then we use it to change our lives. The Torah has to always be a jumping off point to a larger conversation because after all, it was put together thousands of years ago and it is sacred and it is to a certain extent divine, but that doesn't mean that it needs to be read exactly literally on its face and taken at face value. So there's just two different ways of understanding what a self-help text means. I love it when she says the Torah is a foundation for this amazing palace that has been built over thousands of years. I feel like I'm just starting to learn all the jewels in Judaism. And one I'll share is an excerpt from Rabbi David Schneier's weekly newsletter. In Proverbs, we learn, Ner Hashem Nishmat Adam. The flame of the compassionate one is the human soul. We each carry this flame. When we work together with intention and mindfulness, a brighter light of compassion is created to dispel the darkness in our lives and in the world. That's our show for this week. Let us know what you think. Send us a message on Instagram. Bonnie is at lifeisrich.film and Leah is at Leah on the mic. That's M-I-C. Or go to our website at lifeisrichfilm.com and you can email us. If you like this series, take a second to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. In our next episode, Leah takes a trip and we have a minor crash. So stay tuned. Thank you to Rabbi Shira Stutman from Sixth and I and Rabbi David Paskin for his wonderful version of Moda Ani. And our theme music is by the Casco Bay Tumblers. Thanks for listening. <laughs>